0: All in all, August twenty second, 1972, was a summer day just like any other summer day. Hot, humid, close, with everyone trying to get a bit of relief from the oppressive heat and humidity. And then it happened. At 2.58 p.m. that afternoon, two men entered a bank in Brooklyn and began what turned out to be the most sensational, most bizarre, most unbelievable bank robbery in the history of crime.
1: I'm Frank Rodren, one of the two directors of the documentary The Dog.
0: And I'm Alison Berg, the other director of The Dog.
1: The Dog is about a man called John Wadowitz, who uh, attempted to rob a bank in Brooklyn in 1972 to pay for his lover's sex change operation. And that story, if it sounds familiar, it's because it became Sidney Lumet's Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. You know something, people? You're going to be remembered the rest of your lives for the day you got held up and kidnapped. We made history here. Al Pacino. Dog Day Afternoon, a true story. And our film, The Dog, is the story of the real-life bank robber. All
0: right, foolish. you got to move back. The more visible bank robber is 27-year-old John Wojtowicz, an out-of-work New York City resident and an admitted homosexual who left his wife and two children three years ago. You know, a lot of people have asked us if the makers of Dog Day Afternoon had ever met John Wadowitz and they hadn't. Frank Pearson had tried to visit him in prison a number of times and was turned away. So we watched them meet for the first time... And the dog's real issue was the line, Attica, Attica, because he never said it. And it's the most famous line from Dog Day Afternoon. But because they were able to get interviews with the other people in John's life and they had the actual news footage of the bank robbery, it was incredible how close to John's real life character Frank Pearson got.
1: Why this film? Why did you become involved with this story? We both loved Dog Day Afternoon. We were watching it one day and just found ourselves thinking at the end, like, wow, I really wonder what happened to that guy. And we thought also that at the time he was about to come out of prison, we just sort of miscalculated based on the card that's at the end of the film. So we got very excited about that and thought it was going to be a film where we would meet him in prison maybe and film him getting back into real life. To, To make a long story short, we found out he'd been out for a long time, But we did look him up, and when we met him in person, which was a few weeks later, he was instantly sort of unrestrained and very manic and lovable, but a little bit creepy and all those things, and we spent a whole day with him. I think at that moment we knew, okay, like, forget Dog Day Afternoon. This man is very interesting as a subject and has many layers to his story and his personality. To us, that just pulled us in. I mean, he was charismatic, I would say.
0: Yeah, and it was also covering a place and a time and a certain character that we were both really interested in. We wanted to revisit the 70s and revisit this bank robbery. And there's sort of a disappearing New York, in a sense, a certain type of character, a kind of messy, less sanitized version of somebody. And and that was the dog. And we met him. He likes to push people's buttons, and he's hilarious. And um, I mean, I think for some people, they wouldn't want to spend day and night with this guy. But for some reason, Frank and I just decided we did.
2: What was your biggest surprise about John?
0: His appetite in every sense of the word, his appetite for sex, for food, for his energy. Just you can't believe like what you see on camera. That's how he really was.
1: I think also perhaps his openness is something that was really striking, meaning You know, when he spoke, he said what was on his mind at all times, in any situation. He kind of lived as if his actions had no consequences. And it's it's not necessarily a good thing. But I think his openness made a lot of his questionable behavior okay. Because in what he did, you would always find something that made you go like, yeah, he's right, I agree with that. But in life, he also made some very poor choices, like robbing a bank. But his reasons were often, you know... Things you can really argue with, in a way, in a theoretical way.
0: Right. The fact that he was so unfiltered, that's a word that comes up a lot about the dog. And I think that a lot of people look at the way he lived his life, and they think, okay, I wouldn't have made the same choices. But his outspokenness, I think people appreciate because there's so few people that live their life that way.
2: In Dog Day Afternoon, Patina's character is presented as more bisexual than gay. What about John?
1: You have to remember when Dog the Afternoon was made, and you have to remember it was Al Pacino who had just played, he was just in The Godfather. I mean, even today, it's almost hard to imagine like an A-list Hollywood actor who would take on a part like that. I don't know what choices were made when they were shooting or writing, but it was played as a straight man who's sort of like, oh, you know, well, he's got a wife and kids, he just, you know, he likes the boys on the side or something. So... It made it okay for a wider heterosexual audience as a story. I think in real life, clearly, I mean, John was completely gay. He wasn't even bi. I mean, there's a lot of talk about his ex-wife Carmen that he kept writing to for years and years and all that. But my experience of it was John was clearly gay, you know.
2: In your film, the biggest surprise for me was that prior to the robbery, John was involved in GAA. Gay Activist Alliance, including demonstrations for same-sex marriage and even his own extravagant same-sex wedding with Ernie or Liz.
0: I think that really surprised us in the making of our film because we didn't know that we had the footage we had. There's somebody in our film, Randy Wicker, who's a gay rights activist and journalist, and he started with Mattachine. I mean, he's one of the first. And he had filmed John and Liz's wedding, and he'd filmed the Marriage Bureau protest, and he gave Frank the footage. And when we finally got it transferred, we didn't know John was in the footage and Randy didn't remember it either. So even though we knew he was part of this movement, he became part of it more for sexual reasons than political reasons, and then he got more and more involved but we didn't know to what extent we would have the material to have in our film. So that was like a great surprise for us, because I think a lot of people appreciate that part of the film.
1: John would boast a lot about a lot of things. He liked to be the center of the story, but when you look at that footage, when you see what he did, you're like, I mean, indeed, he was way ahead of his time. I think for John, it came from a place also of his background being this Italian-American kid from Brooklyn who was raised Catholic and... When he met Liz, you know, he fell in love real quick, and immediately he wanted this wedding ceremony. I think he was just that guy. Like, a lot of people were debating it. John was more of a hands-on, you know, i got to do this guy.
0: And John didn't want her to have the sex reassignment surgery, but it's what Liz really wanted. And he's like, I'm going to love you no matter what gender you are, who you are, what you look like. I mean, he was in love with Liz. And also, I think he's one of those guys that the second he meets somebody and falls in love with them, that's it. And that's what happened with Liz. And if Liz wanted to make a major change in her life, he was still going to be in love with her. What
2: happened after the bank
0: robbery? John was imprisoned. And while he was in prison, he met his third wife, George. Also, while he was in prison is when Dog Day Afternoon, he, you know, he signed the contract. He actually could care less about a movie being made about what happened. But he signed the contract because... He was going to be given some money, and he was able to give that money to Liz for the sex change operation. And so, in a strange sense, he did succeed.
1: The bank holdup is underway at this time in the Chase Manhattan Bank branch at Avenue P and East 3rd Street in Brooklyn. What's going on now? We're waiting to negotiate the release of the people so
2: we can get out of here. What are your terms for release? I want them to deliver my wife here from King's County Hospital. Uh, His name is Ernest Aaron. It's a guy. I'm gay. This has been a conversation with Allison Berg and Frank Karajan, directors of The Dog. John Waterwitz was released from prison in 1978 after serving six years of a 20-year sentence, and he died of cancer in 2006 at the age of 60. This is Steve Pride. Thanks for listening wanna be
1: right If it means being without